This is Resonance 104.4 FM. How you doing? I'm Nick Hennigan and welcome to another slice of literary London where we talk about stuff, you know, to do with literature and, well, you know, London. Yes. Also on bohemianbritain.com and uh, Apple Podcasts and everywhere else around the world where good things go. Hmm? No, it is good. Yeah, I promise you. Yeah. I'm Nick Hennigan, but uh, that's my mother's fault. And, um, well, I thought we'd take a slightly obtuse and yet one of my favourite subjects uh, for this uh, edition. Um, Because I think it were a Tuesday, the 29th of June, 1613. It was not a good day for theatre lovers in London. Oh, no, because this was the day, the 29th of June, 1613 that the Globe Theatre burnt down. <laughs> what? That was just being theatrical. It burnt down. I actually think the Globe Theatre, I think the Globe Theatre was on the South Bank, uh, uh, and it was nicked. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think 10 or 20 years beforehand. Uh, it used to be in North London. It was just called The Theatre. And uh, the man who owned the land went away on holiday, and during... The, uh, there was a dispute over who owned the building, whether it was the, the freehold or the leasehold, I suppose it would be nowadays. Um, yes, and it all got a bit delicate. And so over the Christmas period, not that Christmas was celebrated back in the 1500s as it is today, um, but the landowner went away and the acting company came and took the theatre down plank by plank and stored it by the River Thames, uh, all the time assuring the uh, locals that, um, whoever it was, I forget his name now, the landowner knew all about this and had given his permission. So they kind of nicked the whole theatre and then they ferried it over the River Thames uh, and then rebuilt it south of the river and they called it The Globe. So, a fascinating uh, history uh, and, of course, rather a sad end. And, of course, we now know a little bit about the globe and what it looked like and how it is because of Shakespeare's globe, um, which isn't actually in quite the same place, but it is, it's not far from where the globe was originally. It's not, not too far. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, way it worked was very successful, of course. Sam Wanamaker, the American actor, who got... Sort of, he had a bad time in America with that, you know, I am not a communist, the McCarthy child trials that went on. So Sam Wanamaker, of course, we know his daughter in, in the UK, uh, Zoe Wanamaker, a much-loved actress. And Sam came over and, and had this vision of recreating the Globe Theatre on the South Bank. The Globe would rise again from the ashes. Uh, I never actually met him, although I wrote a play, an adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry V called uh, Henry V, Line of England in 1992. I mentioned it quite often on this little slot. Uh, And it it was what got me into theatre. I wanted to do something a bit more secure than working on the radio. Yeah, theatre, I thought. Yeah, all right, okay, you know, you get it wrong sometimes, don't you? So I wrote this one-man version of Shakespeare's Henry V. Well, of course, Henry V is one of Shakespeare's biggest plays. The RSC only do it every 10 years or so. It's pretty massive to put on, but I thought I could do it better with one person. And it's not a comedy. Uh, and we did it for one night in Birmingham. It got taken to the Edinburgh Festival. And it did rather well in Edinburgh. And after the Edinburgh Festival, there was talk of Shakespeare's Globe, which at this point in 1992 hadn't even opened. Uh, and there was talk of us doing it there. And we actually met... Patrick Spott is what I think his name is. And I think he's still there. The very hard-working education man. Uh, and uh, the late Ray Rosenberg, who'd uh, helped produce the show later on, uh, we went to see them uh, at what was the kind of shell of the, the foundations of Shakespeare's Globe. 
Um, there was a slight problem because my Henry V line of England is extremely technical. There are explosions as an original musical soundtrack. Many people describe it as a sort of a film, a, a, a theatre filmic experience. Um, and of course, the whole point of the Globe was that, was that there were no lights. There were no sounds other than the effects that the actors made on stage. So I think we might have had a bit of a problem anyway. The Sam Wanamaker studio was perhaps going to be a better bet, but that was all a decade or more away. So I felt like I knew the Globe, uh, Shakespeare's Globe, very well. And if you are ever in London, go and support them. They don't get any public money. They sort of depend on ticket sales. And um, I used to spend a lot of time in the coffee bar. And, you know, you know I, I'd blow me three quid on a coffee in the afternoon when I was second, second play I was writing I went there for inspiration it's a lovely place right on the south bank on the by the river Thames uh, it's a nice restaurant upstairs I think it's called the Swan the restaurant I used to go there occasionally as well when I could afford it so yes uh, go and see Shakespeare's Globe but back to the reality the dreadful reality yes indeed 29th of June 1613 the day the globe burnt down and so Quite randomly, here's some Shakespeare-y, fiery, burny things. You got that? I'll get a cup of tea. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag Drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? Do you ever feel this so paper thin? Like a house of cards, one blow from caving in Do you ever feel already buried deep? Six feet under screens but no one seems to hear a thing Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you You just gotta ignite the light And let it shine Just
itself into a dew, or that the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. Oh God, God, how weary, stale, flat and unprofitable seem to me all the uses of this world. Fiant, ah fiant. Tis an unweeded garden that grows to seed. Things rank and gross in nature possess it merely. That it should come to this. But two months dead. Nay, not so much, not two. So excellent a king that was to this Hyperion to a satyr. So loving to my mother that he might not suffer the winds of heaven visit her face too roughly. Heaven and earth must I remember. Why she would hang on him as if increase of appetite had grown by what it fed on. And yet within a month. Let me not think on it. Frailty, thy name is woman. A little month or ere those shoes were old with which she followed my poor father's body, like Niobe, all tears. Why she, even she, oh God, a beast that once discourse of reason would have mourned longer. 
married with my uncle. My father's brother, but no more like my father than I to Hercules. Within a month, she married. Oh, most wicked speed to post with such dexterity to incestuous sheets. It is not, nor it cannot come to good. But break my heart, for I must hold my tongue. This is Resonance FM, Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Nick Hennigan. Uh, we're also on bohemianbritain.com and on all good podcast suppliers everywhere as Literary London. And we're kind of celebrating the wrong word. Marking the occasion of this dark day, the 29th of June, 1613, when the Globe Theatre burned down. And you heard kind of fiery reference stuff, eh? What? It's an art programme, this is. I'm allowed to do this. If this was Melvin Bragg, you wouldn't be moaning, would you? No, okay. Uh, you heard, of course, Laurence Olivier, one of the famous performances from his 1940 film uh, of Hamlet. Oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt. Thor. Before that, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, who gave one of his first gigs in Soho, actually. He used to go to a... It's the... Uh, what's it called now, the pub? Uh, it's called the Toucan. And downstairs, if you get over a Toucan, just around the corner off Dean Street, there was a nightclub there, and it's tiny. I mean, I'm in the Maverick World Corporate Headquarters recording this at the moment. Its nickname is the Broom Cupboard. But there's uh, the downstairs of a toucan used to be a nightclub called Knuckles. And he uh, apparently went down there when he first came to the UK. And he didn't, it wasn't his first proper performance, but he did a bit of jamming with a few of the guys there. Jimi Hendrix. And that was a track called Fire. Before that, you heard Katy Perry, of course, and Fireworks, which is very tenuous. But I just like the tune. Yeah. Yeah, and I can do what I like, can't I? Yeah, well, you know, nearly within reason. Uh, so it's literary London. Uh, a few more now. Um, Shakespeare fiery uh, themed <laughs> things for you, um, and I got to play this because I always like to do this. There's a couple of real famous, popular Shakespeare things that I like to do, um, and this is from the film, uh, the Miramax film Shakespeare in Love by Stephen Warbeck. And it's, I haven't seen the film for years. In fact, I must watch it again. But this, this piece of music by uh, Nick Ingram and uh, Gavin Wright perfectly fits the end of the film. It's very soft, very romantic, very dramatic in its, in its own way. Um, and I love it. It's called The End. And here it is from the beginning. Thank you. 
Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling birds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a day. Sometime too hard. The eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dim, and every fair from fair sometime declines by chance or nature's changing course and trend. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair hour. Nor shall death bright thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lands to time thou goest. So long as men can breathe, our eyes can see. So long lives this, and this gives life to thee. I do love that. Any excuse to play that, I do. Brian Ferry, and shall I compare thee to a summer's day, one of Shakespeare's more famous sonnets. I actually read it at my mother's funeral, for reasons I won't go into now, but I think some of it's very suitable. Uh, And before that, you heard an interesting track. Hmm? When shall we three meet again? Uh, Performed by the Marlowe Society. Uh, Yeah, of course by it from Macbeth uh, and before that of course Shakespeare in love we're sort of commiserating you know a summer's day back in 19 uh, sorry back in 1613 I should say the 29th of June the day the Globe Theatre burnt down and this is probably the first time there's ever been a radio show about it huh? or a podcast on bohemianbritain.com um yeah cool well that was fun Thank you for your company. If you'd like to get in touch, if there's anything going on, particularly to do with literature, or you've written a book, or you know anything really, uh, easiest I said we have we have got we have got a Twitter account at Lit London Radio, 
But it might just be easier to write to radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk. Radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk. And that gets you straight to the B. Yeah, DJ talk there. Um, and so I hope you've, uh, you have a, a good week. Until um, next time we meet, when shall we two meet again? I oh, know we've done that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, we have. So thank you for your company. <laughs> yes. No, please do get in touch. I've only had a cup of tea, I promise you. Uh, and uh, anything anything going on around your neck of the woods, do let me know. Oh, and I must say hello to Kath from California. I haven't heard from you for a while. Kath has been listening. She always says she listens on the beach in California. And Kath from California has been, gosh, we've been together for years, haven't we, Kath? Right from when I first started. Back when, I don't know, Shakespeare was a lad. So, uh, hello, Catherine, California. And thank you very much for your company. I'll see you next time. I'm Nick Hennigan. This is Literary London on Resonance 104.4 FM and, of course, on BohemianBritain.com.